Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is our Thursday show where we turn our attention to the weekend and now with Mick Guren. Mick, how are you, mate? Mate, going well, Toby. Really exciting weekend. I'm in New Zealand this weekend, so look, we've got a lot of good harness racing. Um, big races at Addington and Merlin returning at Alexandra Park. Obviously, we have uh, a very small New Zealand team heading to Melton. And, and, and for most importantly, to be completely honest, it's it's a massive week for the gallops over here. It's Karaka Million Weekend, which is 4.5 million. Um, there's been a lot of really big, chunky galloping news over here. And look, that does affect the harness racing industry. It's um, They're going to need to get on their bike harness racing New Zealand. They're going to need to start closing this gap because it's getting a lot like Australia now. It hasn't been ever in the past. But it's getting a lot like Australia now, where the gallops are getting so big and so much momentum. Harness is struggling to attach itself and keep up to that. So um, it was market share in New Zealand for harness racing was about oh, maybe 28% 10 years ago, yeah. maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need, to get, they need to get on their bike for two reasons. First of all, they had a lot of changes at the top. And, there seems to be a little bit of disharmony between the North and South Island. But most importantly, the gallops are just getting such momentum on. They're getting a lot of money from Ed Tate, who are also putting money into harness racing too, but not as not with the same dramatic effect. So, yeah, it's an interesting time, Toby. The, the announcements this week of the $4 million slot race for the gallops was sort of met with people going, well, what's next for harness? And, and we've got two really great, trot slot harness race things going on in Cambridge in April but um, yeah there's a lot more momentum for the gallops at the moment and a lot of people are saying what happens next for harness racing and I don't know the answer to that question Yeah what what's the market share at now Mick? Um, it's hard to tell because so much is changing so quickly in the New Zealand industry and, and part yeah. of that involves also in harness racing now, um, fixed odds betting is everything. Just It's yeah. just massive. Fixed odds betting is absolutely everything. And, and to a degree, um, not more so than, than what turnover is, because turnover used to be if you bet a million dollars and you take 15% out, you get 150 grand. It's what's called GBR, gross betting revenue. So if the bookies are winning, the code's in a lot better state. If the bookies are losing the code doesn't make as much money. So rather than more turnover and market share, bookie performance is really crucial. Um, now that comes down to, well, how high do you want to put the percentages? Not that it matters in New Zealand too much because most punters in New Zealand don't have any percentages idea and they don't display the percentages in New Zealand. But um, yes, if your bookies get cooked, um, then the code can lose. Now, Entain's guaranteed returns to the industry for the next five years, so they are guaranteed, but they're going to get pretty jack of things of harness racing, which is easier to bet on than the gallops. Um, doesn't at least have a GBR somewhere between 15 and 20%. So it's a very complicated matrix. I think mm. last time I checked on raw turnover, market share was like 22%, but... <sighs> Yeah, the gallops here are on a roll that I've never been on before. And harness racing has had a lot of governance issues. Um, Alexandra Park don't get on with some people with harness racing New Zealand. Harness racing New Zealand's lost their head of 
operations, for want of a better word. Catherine McDonald is no longer going to be there after next week. Um, and their big boss, the chair, has been uh, unfortunately sick, which has nothing to do with this fault. It's nothing to be blamed on. So they've had an interim chair, and it's really hard for an interim chair, or interim chief executive, I should say, my apologies, interim chief executive to make um, long-term strategic decisions because they may not be in that role in six months. So there's there's lots of moving parts to it, and it's really complicated stuff, and it's not fun and sexy to talk about, but um, it's reality. Yeah, so <laughs> off the back of that, Merwin looks as certainly in a very small field, but then... You go to a race like the Premier's Mayor's Championship, Mick, and uh, you can nearly throw a dart at a dartboard there, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. Yeah, it, look, Merlin's back tomorrow night, and he trialled as good as I've seen him trial last Saturday. He trialled like a really, really top open class horse. Um, so he'll be winning, I think, at Alexandra Park tomorrow night on a night when Barry Burden and Scott Phelan, I think, will completely dominate uh, the entire card. The Mayor's race is interesting because the horse who I would have wanted to start favourite, Lady of the Light, is a natural front runner, and she's drawn the second line. Um, mm. I think the bet in the race, if there is a bet, is All-American Lover. She's a genuine open-class horse. She's drawn barrier nine, but I doubt they'll go back. There's not a great deal of sexy gate speed inside her, apart from Manhattan. Um, I'm not sure where she, how she's going, to be honest. I'll, I'll be lighting up American Lover, and if they light her up, I think she can win. So that's what I'll be doing tomorrow in that race. But yes, a lot's going to depend on attitude because this is a thirty, oh sorry, sixty thousand dollar race. I think there's a hundred thousand dollar Group One round the corner, which um, which which might just impact a few driving tactics. We just the mares that leave our shores and go to America sort of hurt some of these races. I know our lady, the Ladyship Cup we've got on on Saturday night. There's a couple of really classy mares, but just the depth doesn't seem to be there in the mares racing at the moment. Well, also, they can't race everywhere. I mean, they can't be everywhere. Like, it's, you know, you don't want to absolutely give them 100 starts and gut them. Um, well, I thought yeah. the, the Ladyship Cup had come up really well. I mean, you know, considering Encipher is the Eureka winner, um, you know, and she's a, she's a very, very good horse. But, yeah, you're, you're right. We've lost, you know, an amazing dream type horse who probably would have been retired at some stage anyway. But um, we lost. Uh, we've had a retirement of the New Zealand Oaks winner from last year or the year before. And of course, the biggest name of the lot, who may well be the best of them, I don't know. But Millwood Nike is a genuinely outstanding horse, and she yeah. might have been a new horse on the scene, which would have made this race um, so much sexier. But. But, uh, yeah, long story short is um, she's in the getting better paddock. Yeah, she might have been here too in Victoria with Don't Stop Dreaming, who arrived last night, mate. Yep, he arrived last night. And he's um, he's going to be he, – he's going to – my phone just keeps going. <laughs> no, he's going to be um, – he's going to be a hard horse to beat depending on the tactics in that race, I think. I mean, if, if Better Eclipse leads, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure he can hold that role. But if he did, then Don't Stop Dreaming to the trail. Beautiful. That's all cool. Uh, if he doesn't, Don't Stop Dreaming. I'm not sure they'll be pulling him off the marker pegs and going crazy on a mid-race because they have a Hunter Cup next week. Mark Purden told yeah. me he's pretty ready. But I think his, his fate's dictated too by what Better Eclipse does and whether Greg Sugars wants to hold the front or whether a bulletproof boy or... A, you know, a Hurricane Harley or one of those can get across him. I don't think he'd want to trail them, but Greg's pretty smart. So, yeah, I think his attitude will determine that race. And 
I don't think it really matters what happens in the trot. <laughs> I think just believes going so good he yeah. gets the park and win. So, don't stop dreaming. You think's got enough speed to out sprint better Eclipse up the sprint lane? Depends on tempo. Uh, it's not a very yeah. long, not a very long sprint lane at Melton, but. No, if Better Eclipse gets in front and gets to control the race, and Greg's such a good driver, you know, he liberates him for the 200, well, that's going to go past pretty darn quick. You know, that's going to be yeah, like a yeah. 12 and a half second, 13 second, 200 metres. I don't see Don't Stop Dreaming popping in there and going straight past him, no. So if I was having a bet in the race, I think Better Eclipse has a whole bunch of ways he can win. I think Don't Stop Dreaming doesn't have many ways he can win particularly with that bigger picture the next week and then up to Sydney as well for Don't Stop Dreaming. I don't expect Mark Burden to, to as you say, to give him a gut buster or anything in the, in the Casey Classic when he's just got off the plane. No, and look, I don't think, he, I don't think, I don't think a gut buster is even an option. I think it's going to be sitting yeah. on the rails and, and doing whatever comes next. Wouldn't surprise me if he won. I didn't think he could be the cooter last time, but um, yes, he has no advantages of any sort in this race when you consider how short the passing lane is at Melton. And he's not been a come-off-their-backs-and-explode type horse yet. Um, and Mark wouldn't have spent a lot of time with him either. Um, he's been in the north, being prepared by some of the staff for the majority of the last month, so he may not quite have the polish on him just yet. And where will you be next week when we talk to you? Have you been Victoria yet? Funny enough, I won't, if you talk to me on Thursday, ring on Thursday, you won't be talking to me at all because I'll be in a plane. I'll be in a plane yeah. this time next Thursday coming to, after what's going to be an enormous week here, coming to uh, to Melbourne. So coming to Melbourne to be part of the coverage on racing.com. Really looking forward to being over there. I love it. Looking forward to catching up with all our mates. But yes, um, I'm on a plane this time this week, Toby, so we can either make it Wednesday, brother, or we can make it Friday, whatever suits you boys. All right, we'll sort something out off air. Good on you, Mick. Thank you very much, mate. Sure. Cheers, buddy. There's Mick Gurren, our great friend from across the ditch, who will be on his way here next week. So we'll sort something out for that.